it's not possible that I am the only person who gets anxiety when entering into the realm of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter whenever there is a new TV show, a new Netflix series, or a new book or a movie, anything that people can ruin. <laughs> like I get anxiety going into that because I love y'all. However, comma, y'all are so disrespectful with the fact that you ruin everything. You ruin everything and you're just rude. Y'all know that Mark Zuckerberg went through a lot with creating Facebook, a whole lot and a whole lot more than any of us probably would deal with. And then the lawsuits that came afterwards, like it was ridiculous. The bottom line of what I'm trying to say is that Mark Zuckerberg did not go through all of that for y'all to be ruining TV shows with your Facebook post and with your Instagram post and everything else. It is so bad that I actually try to avoid any and all methods of social media when there is a new episode of Power or when there is a new episode of Grey's Anatomy or whenever there's a new movie that's released on Netflix or a new series that's released on Netflix. I literally have to stop and think, is there going to be something on one of these social media sites that is going to absolutely ruin this for me and 10 times out of 10 the answer is yes perfect example wasn't even a post matter of fact it was a meme it was a meme for those of you who have not watched the end of you yet please disconnect this podcast because I do not want to be one of those people that I am talking about in essence it's not going to give it all away but you may get some in you, there was a meme floating around of when he thinks that he's the crazy one, and then it had a photo of this person. I was literally on episode like nine or ten, whatever episode it was, getting close to when I found out who really was the crazo, and that was taken from me. It was taken from me, and to say that I was pissed is an understatement because I full blown. Flipped my shit. Flipped it. Flipped it. Flopped it. I put that thing down. Flip it and reverse it. That's what happened when I saw that meme. Because of all the different things that you can create a meme about, somebody took the time to create a meme that's going to ruin the ending of a whole TV show for an unknown class of people. And I just think that it is extremely rude. It is extremely disrespectful. It And, and I just don't understand why it is needed. For example, I am a part of a power group on Facebook. And so the minute that the episode launches and after everyone watches it, you know, people go on to the Facebook group and they start making their comments and they start making their memes. But shout out to the administrators 
for that Facebook group because I think that they actually hold all of the comments until like two or three days after the episode has released or at least until the next day because I watch Power on my TV on demand. But other people can't watch it until it actually airs on TV if they don't pay for on demand. And yeah, I can watch Power at 12.01 a.m., but I'm not going to kill your whole dreams at 1.02. And for those of you who feel the need to kill people's dreams with television shows and movies and Netflix series, this podcast is for you since you want to be seen because that's how I see that. Overall, the biggest thing that I wonder when I see people ruin television shows and things like that it's like, where are your friends? You don't have any friends. You didn't watch this with anybody. You don't have somebody that you can text or call while you're watching it or somebody that you know has seen it already. Or, you know, maybe you should go on a date to the movies. Maybe you should have Netflix and chill nights at your house. Maybe you should have watch parties or text groups or, you know, go to Black Twitter. You know, those of you who may not know what Black Twitter is, Black Twitter is the use of the application Twitter and large amounts of individuals from the African-American community go on to Twitter when there are television shows such as like award shows or or Grammys or different things like that. And we all communicate together with the hashtags, you know, sell out and talk shit. That's what that needs to be for. But what I don't want is to open up my Facebook account in the morning because that is my routine. I wake up in the morning, I turn off my alarm, I roll over, I go into the restroom, and when I'm done with all of that, I open up Instagram and Facebook. Why? I have no earthly idea. If I could stop it, I would. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, I do it. And since I do it, I get very upset. When I fall asleep on the ending of a TV show, or if I had to work late and I didn't watch the show when it aired, that there isn't enough common courtesy in this world for you to not post what the hell happened on the movie or on the TV show. Like, who are you? Who raised you? It's not that deep. And I need y'all to really think about it and understand that it's not that deep. But the fact that it happens legit every single day with almost every single show or every single movie, there is a call. All right, y'all, it's time to talk about this movie. No, it's not. No, it's not. Can we wait until it's out of the movie theater? Can 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 you actually have a, a something else? Because this just isn't working for me. This relationship that we have isn't working out. And I know somebody who is listening to this podcast is thinking to themselves, well, why don't you just unfollow that person? Or why don't you just not get on social media? And that is the problem because I should not have to alter my actions or my use of social media in order for you to enjoy your use of social media. One of the things that I want Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Twitter has this little post because Twitter Twitter is wild, y'all. There is porn on Twitter there are naked photos of women and dick pics and all these types of things on Twitter that used to not be allowed on Twitter. And for some reason, like Twitter is rated X 
And Facebook and Instagram are rated like PG-13. Every now and then you get a rated R incident. But most of the time it's very PG-13 on Facebook and Instagram because, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. But Twitter is straight rogue. Whatever you want to find on Twitter, you can find on Twitter if you just search the right term. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> like Twitter is the wild, wild west. But the the greatest thing about Twitter is that it creates this sensitive material warning on things that you may not want to see. Like it puts a sensitive material warning on porn, on images of nudity, on graphic images of bodies or bad videos or when it has really bad language. It's like the warning label that comes on something so that people are aware of what they are actually getting themselves into. And I just need for Facebook and Instagram to join the sensitive material warning ministry because I need it. I need it because I need some type of way to block out all of the spoilers. Just block block all of the spoilers because that is all that I see. And I'm not going to lie because I am the type of person that if someone ruins a television show for me, I ruin this show for somebody else. And I feel so bad. I feel bad because if somebody ruins the show for me, I gotta ruin it for you. Like, okay, we are in this together. My boyfriend, unfortunately, is the person who has to deal with all of that foolishness because we watch all of our TV shows together. Every single thing we watch together besides Love and Hip Hop because he refuses to watch that foolishness with me. But we watch it together. So when it's ruined for me, I have no choice but to ruin it for him too. So it's like, hey, babe, you won't believe what I saw on Facebook today. And he's like, what, Jade? And I show him the meme. And he gives me the death stare. Because this is what you all have forced me to do. You ruin it for one. You ruin it for all. But it really does make you wonder, what is it about us in this generation that we do have this weird reliance on social media and I'm not even talking about the fact that we post every single thing which we will discuss in this episode but also the fact that I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is check my Instagram and I check my Facebook and I check my text messages I will still be in the bed, legit in the bed, all that. And the first thing I do when my alarm goes off is I turn the alarm off and I open up and I see all the different notifications that I have and I check every single piece of social media that I have. And it's not as if I'm waking up in the morning with the desire to speak to anyone because I am known for ignoring someone's text message until I feel like it is an appropriate hour to text people. And some of you need to learn that. But that is a whole different episode. But the the fact that I am now programmed to wake up and check my phone and check my social media. And at lunch, I check my phone, I check my social media. And at dinner, I check my phone, I check my social media. And it's at different stages of the day, 
I I feel compelled to check these applications, applications, showing my age. I'm checking these apps to see what is going on just with a whole bunch of people that I kind of talk to, I kind of don't talk to, but it's just, just to check on a whole bunch of nothing because most of us are working, but we're still at work checking our social media accounts to see what other people who should be working are doing. And some of that is also the checking on the celebrities and the gossip and the shade room and all these different things just to keep up with the who knows what and who's who that's going on in the country. But more than anything else, I think it's just boredom. Boredom and the fact that we don't know what else to do with this device that used to barely work for anything that now is our main communication with all families, all friends, and a whole bunch of people in between. For instance, when Facebook just, when Facebook originally started, like originally started, I was so gung-ho about Facebook. It was 2007. I remember it like yesterday. It was 2007, and I think Mark Zuckerberg had Facebook maybe one or two years before I was actually eligible to get a Facebook page. And in order to get a Facebook page, you actually had to have a college email address. And I was going to UF for this summer um, like study program where you can like tour the school. And after I did that, I applied. And when I applied, I was like, this is it. I'm about to get my email. I am going to have a Facebook page because back then it was MySpace. And MySpace was everything. And I had all this build up, so much build up about getting this Facebook page. And I got on Facebook and I was like, ew, what is this? Where are the colors? Where is my music? What is all this other stuff that's on here? All these referrals? Like, how do you even find people? Oh, you have to use your real name on here? Because, listen, True Love 33105 was that girl um, on MySpace. Like, <laughs> I had so many MySpace names that changed to everything. Like, you would go to my page, you'd see my top eight. In the background, it what song was that that I used to have in the background? Oh, trying to get to you in that booty, curving your chicken, just donkey, trying to get to you in that monkey. Yeah, I was pretty inappropriate at the age of seventeen, uh, <laughs> and now. But um, what I was trying to say is that it was all this build up to another platform that I did not even like when I initially got it. And then the way that we connected in college was through Facebook. And that was the main source of communication for us. It wasn't, you know, give me your phone number and I'm going to text you. Because back in 2007, unlimited text messages were not a thing. And my mother can attest to the fact that unlimited text messages were not a thing. Because when I got to college, I used to tell people, you know, don't don't text me. Just call me because I'm not going to answer whatever text message you send. I don't do the whole texting thing. And that just kind of blew up in my face because my mom got so many 25 cent charges for those text messages that I sent outside of the plan. And on top of those 25 cent charges for those over a thousand text messages that I sent back then, 
She also got all of the charges for me using the World Wide Web on the cell phone to access little old Facebook. And I think that was the beginning of the end for me. <laughs> and the reason why I think it was the beginning of the end for me specifically is because the entire culture of how we communicate with each other changed in those same years of 2007. We used to have the whole, you know, free phone calls after 9 p.m. And so I was trying to get on the phone at 9 p.m. I was on the phone for hours. There was no, you know, going back and forth on MySpace too much. It was a few comments here or there. It was a few things, but more than anything else, it was actually taking the time and talking to people. And with text messages and Facebook coming out at the same time, it has now killed the whole talking to people. And the reason why I say I think that was the beginning of the end for me is because I used to be that person who would only take phone calls. You know how those people exist now? who whenever you call them, they text you back. I was the opposite of that person. If you text me, I was calling you because it didn't make sense. And I didn't want to take the time to, you know, go back and forth with the text messages and, and wait for you to answer. I wanted an instantaneous response. So I was picking up the phone and calling. But since that has changed with the use of text messages on top of Facebook, being a main source of communication in college, it has now forced people in my generation and in my age group to communicate primarily in text, to not communicate actually talking to a person at all, like not actually having a physical conversation. Like you can talk to people all day long behind a keyboard and behind a mouse pad and you know where it's not making you have any type of interpersonal communication skills and people are like oh no he's cool and people have completely different personas on social media than what they have in real life and so you're not even getting the chance to meet people as who they are you're meeting the representative that people have for themselves on social media and in text messages, because people can say a whole bunch of stuff in some text messages and behind the keyboard at an undisclosed location. And I got to track your IP address. But when it comes down to saying stuff to people's faces, people back up a little bit. They, they reconsider what they might want to say. And that is what's changed this generation more than anything else is the reliance on a screen. The reliance on the screen of I can just have a full conversation and not feel lonely in my apartment and not feel alone on this island or not feel as though there's nobody listening to me because if I post it, I have 2,000 Facebook friends who are going to see it and like it or love it or laugh or wow or angry face it. And then I'm going to have somebody who comments on it and that's going to be my source of communication for the day. And that is how I'm going to actually discuss things and talk to people. But in my opinion, that's flawed because there are a lot of things on social media that people do not pay attention to. And there are things on social media that people pay too much attention to. And I think that the lines get blurred on what actually is real and what's fake and what's important and what's not important. And when you, people consistently use Facebook or Instagram or whatever means of communication that they use 
for posting when they use that to verbalize all of their personal opinions, all of their thought processes, any idea that comes across to their head, their discussion, ev- discussing every single TV show, movie, book, and way of life. It starts to make me wonder, have we become too dependent on social media and, you know, the apps? Is everything that we do, I mean, there is legitimately an app for everything. Like, it's an app for that. It's an app for that. Like, I have an app taking money out of my checking account and putting it into a savings account because I just can't get my shit together. And I appreciate that app. However, (laughs) but back to topic of what I'm talking about is I don't appreciate you all spoiling television shows and I actually worry about some of you that always spoil television shows. And I worry about you because it makes me wonder if you're lonely or if you need someone to talk to or if your friends that you have are not open to discussing or if they haven't been as present in your life as you would want them to be. Or, you know, some of you may be craving for attention or not to per se attention, but to be heard by someone and to feel listened to. Because that's the thing. Coming from a person who has a podcast, I have a desire to be listened to. I am pretty OCD about how many times I look at the views on these well, not the views, I guess the listens. So use the views because I'm prone from looking at views from Instagram. But <laughs> I am very OCD when it comes to checking how many people have listened to the podcast or who's going to appreciate what I had to say, who's going to agree, who's going to disagree. Am I hitting too close to home? I don't want anyone to think that I'm talking about them. I'm just talking in general. It's a lot of thoughts that go along with me actually sitting here and talking to all of you. But I understand that it is also a thought process that goes into a post that somebody sits and types out and then hits send. But all I'm saying with this is to take that conversation that you want to have about the new television show or the new movie and actually save that for a conversation to have with someone in person where you can actually have a legitimate conversation and discuss the different things of what is present and what is happening and what that meant to you and how that person viewed it versus just ruining shit for everybody else because we just don't damn appreciate it. There's no need for it and it is so annoying. Like if you cannot hear the annoyance in my voice, be clear. I'm sick of it and I'm sick of it and I'm a person who uses it a lot and I probably use it too much. My boyfriend oftentimes says, is that the first thing that you have to do when you wake up in the morning? Can you put your phone down? We're watching the show. And all that says to me is that as as a community, as a generation, as a large group of people, we need to be more present in the moment and actually being present and focusing on personal communication with other people because we oftentimes ignore the people that are sitting in front of us to talk to people or text to or send a heart to people who are not actually in front of us and who are doing something else on their own, you know, path and their own life. But a way to get around the spoiling of television shows and movies is to have a movie night. Go on a date. 
phone a friend. What was that show? They say, call a friend, phone a friend, phone a friend. Damn it. <laughs> you need to do something because I'm sick of the shit. But phone a friend. Or One thing that I really worked on sporadically was practicing silence. Like, I just don't say anything. And I just take in what it is that I just watched and what my opinion is of it. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have any right to post what it is that you want to post on your page. We all have that right. But everything that we do for every action, there is a reaction. When you post things on social media, to some extent, you are posting them for someone else's comment, for someone else's reaction, for someone else's breakdown of what they think it is that you're saying or or why you're saying it, it gives them insight into your life and why you're doing certain things. So no, I'm not coming for you. I'm not coming for anybody. I'm just asking as a concerned citizen who watches lots of shows for me to be able to enter into my realm of social media without, you know, hours and hours of my life that I have spent watching series being ruined by your one damn meme. Like it's not that deep. You can wait. And when I say you can wait, I mean, you can wait to actually have this conversation with a real person, a real person. But don't don't get me wrong, being that I don't want you to tell me about TV shows. I want you to tell me about television shows and what movies to go watch and remind me when my shows are coming back on, because that's, you know, something that you can post when you are excited about something. But don't tell me what happens at the end. Don't post a meme with a spoiler. Do not have a full conversation with you and 30 other people where the entire movie is played out scene by scene, action by action, picture by picture, and then say, well, you shouldn't have opened my post. No, you shouldn't have posted that stupid shit because you know that there is going to be some person on your page that wants to see it or has not seen it and you just stole that moment from them. In life, all we have are a whole bunch of moments that total out our entire existence. Every single thing consists of a moment and there's no telling what that person could have received from that movie, that book, that series, that spending that small amount of quality time with the person that you have just taken away from them for what? To get a like, to get a heart, to get a wow. I'ma send you an angry face because it pisses me off, frankly. You can get an angry face from me. But it just has to be something deeper. That's what my brain is saying when I sit here and I think about it is that it has to be something deeper. And I want you to know that there is more to you than your presence on social media. And I have a large presence on social media. I always have a camera in my face and a now a microphone on my desk. But it's not who I am. And it's hard to sometimes separate social media life from real life. I find it hard sometimes because everything that put is put out on social media is presented to be real and to be what it is. And because you put it out there, it's fact. But frankly, it's a whole bunch of bullshit because we put out there what we want people to see. 
And sometimes when things don't get put out there that you want to see, you feel some type of way. I know I feel some type of way. If my friend posting about all her friends and I'm not getting a tag, oh, I feel attacked. If my boyfriend making a post and I'm not in no post, I feel like I'm being left out. If my video doesn't have a certain number of views, I feel like people just are not into me and I must be doing something wrong. And none of those things are per se wrong. It's just how we have been conditioned to feel in response to a like or a heart or a love or a laugh, but not really paying attention to how people feel when they're actually sitting in front of your face or calling you to check on you or coming to visit. Oh, I can't stand when I go visit somebody and the only damn thing they do is play on their phone. Like, bitch, I could have stayed my ass at home if all you're going to do is play on your phone. I just feel very disrespected. I feel disrespected a lot, but I feel very disrespected by it. But all of this still stems from our reliance, our reliance on it. And, and one day, I think I may actually go for a challenge. I'm going to stop using certain apps. I'm going to stop using my screen the minute I wake up. Like I really want to focus and limit my amount of screen time because I do see how it can affect a person's life for real, like your real life, not like this shit that you put out for other people to see and what you want them to think about. You know, like your real life, it can affect your real relationships. And I am so guilty of it. Like at work, I am the worst. I am the do not disturb queen at work. You cannot get through my phone line for anything the minute I hit you know, Broadway Avenue, you can't get me. You cannot reach me. But the craziest thing is that you can't reach me, but my phone is in my pocket at all times. Phone is in my pocket at all times so much that I give clients, family, my cell phone number because they can probably reach me on my cell phone before they can reach me in the office since I'm not at my desk. But not even that. When I'm talking to people or when people are talking to me about something, when I can feel myself no longer engaged instead of telling them, you know, you've been talking to me for a long time. I have work to do. I have this. I have that. I pick up my phone and I start scrolling through social media. And that is a automatic response. Oh, I am no longer entertained. Where's my phone? And that's something that we have to stop doing. And I think that is also something that stems from movies. Oh, I just got done watching this movie. I am now bored. Let me go find something to entertain me. And I'm going to go post on social media about this movie that I just watched to continue the cycle of entertainment. And it's the constant entertainment that we now have become accustomed to. You know what I'm saying? I said all that to say because I believe we should focus more on our personal relationships and communicating with people who are actually in our lives and not so much on social media or the people who are on there and just take a look and see what's surrounding us. Who have you invited to go out with you lately? Can you have a dinner party? You know, just be actually a human being living in life instead of a human being living a life to post on social media for others to see, to say that you're living. 
because that's not living at all. And that's not how I would want to live. And I wouldn't want any of you to live that way. And so the next time you think about spoiling something on TV or on the next time you think about spoiling something on your social media page by making a post or delivering a meme, I am going to tell you to hesitate. Please, please hesitate. Please hesitate and don't do it. And don't hesitate when it comes to actually talking to a human being about it in person or a phone call or, you know, FaceTime. You can even see people now when you call. Ooh, look at technology. I just want all of us to be more of who we are, like being a raw version of yourself and actually giving people the opportunity to get to know you outside of the 160 characters that you are permitted on Twitter or the 10 photograph limit that you are limited to on Instagram or the unlimited post after post, picture after picture that you can give on Facebook because it is more to life than those things. And because of how we have been raised on the computer with AOL, Instant Messenger, um, Zanga, MySpace, Facebook, Snapchat, Vine, Instagram, Google+, Kick, it's all that we have. But it's not all that you have, and it's not all that I have. But I will ask you to type a few things, and that is when you rate and review this podcast, because that is a wrap for episode three of the However Comma Podcast. My name is Jade. I am your host. And as I always say, don't hesitate. (laughs) 